This episode of the Round 6 Podcast is brought to you by Trailer Tug, the world's strongest trailer dolly. Learn more at TrailerTug.com. Welcome to the Round 6 Podcast, a weekly roundtable discussion featuring a variety of automotive subjects, interviews, special guests, and stories, hosted by the Round 6 Gearheads, Brian Stupski, Alex Welsh, and Brad King. Here on episode 53, the gearheads are joined live in the round six experience at the Grand National Roadster Show by Mr. Mike Jones of Exile Fabrications in Apple Valley, California. Hey, welcome to the round six podcast. I'm Brian. I'm Brad. I'm Alex. And with us is Mike Jones, the metal master from Exile Fab. Thank you for joining us, man. Hey, no problem. <laughs> Dude, I can't say thanks. So you are you are a big part of uh, of of our world here in yeah. the uh, as we call it the Round Six Experience yeah. because that's a sexy name, uh, man. Without <laughs> you, we wouldn't be collecting uh, email addresses and other ver- valuable contact information from people without the use of your awesome stands, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank yeah. You again. yeah, yeah so no problem. Phenomenal. I'm uh, glad to con- contribute a little bit that I can. Yeah. <laughs> wanted to say thank you with that said hey we're done um, <laughs> <laughs> see you later <laughs> yeah. so man how, how are you doing today how, how's good. your day at the show oh it was really good um we uh we got here right when it opened and uh we've been just cruising around all day me and the wife and the kids and uh had uh my mom and dad here for a little while and we're just cruising around and we pretty much went everywhere except the outside um the car show area out there right. we got out there and uh the kids are tired and kind of just well i was gonna say they're doing right great and you, you got you brought you brought little kids you brought like a multi-generational thing yeah. into this which yeah. is really a big part of the whole yeah. yeah a lot of people always ask oh are you gonna bring the kids and for me even though it is a lot more work i want to make sure the kids do yeah. you know yeah come to the car show get a chance and, to experience it. Yeah. yeah i think that's the best to keep the generation going of kids interested in doing that you know that's the way to so, start it I mean, yeah. you get them interested and especially if you make it fun if yeah. you make it one of those things where you're like walking around go don't touch that don't touch that and yeah. slap on their hands that, yeah. that's reinforcing that whole negative thing and finally you go you want to go to a car show no yeah no yeah, yeah. <laughs> like when you came by here kids stickers yeah oh, they're right. the swag kids man <laughs> you get them a bag and they stop at every booth and collect the stickers business cards and yeah everything you know they just and like sign you up for solar oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. thanks kids <laughs> yeah it's like, what's your address <laughs> desert yeah wow Do your parents yeah. use electricity uh-huh. oh, yeah. Yeah. oh yeah you're gonna love this yeah so no, they 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 do uh asher my oldest he actually uh his favorite car is a 55 bel air Great so he's actually Great got choice, a, he's actually man. has a favorite car you know so yeah wow. he's been keeping an eye out seeing them all and he knows when it's 57 it's not the one you know <laughs> awesome that's yeah. cool but yeah he does he 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 really likes cars and but yeah i just walk around all day they're, they're a little bit burnt out but yeah. yeah it's been a good day though it's been really fun a lot of people a lot of cars and it's been a lot of fun seeing especially all chip foose's cars yeah and, yeah you know some of the other big builders out here and some amazing cars out here 
being it's across taken, the aisle from that yeah. really doesn't help the whole being jaded by this industry thing. <laughs> you know? You have a favorite yeah. in the show? Uh, no. Uh, that's, I love asking that question. No. I ask that to any car guy. It's the yeah. greatest loaded question ever. That's like that's another litmus test. Like, yeah. Do you have a favorite car in the show? Yeah, I got like that. No, yeah. I can uh, find a car guy. like I can find a car like, for instance, right there, Chip Foose's Ford. I'm not much of a that body style Ford guy, but that truck is super gorgeous and built just absolutely beautiful. You know, like there's even cars that I don't care for the body style, but I'll go up and look at them and look at how they're put together, you know, and, and you can still get ideas from it. You can still, you know, respect the way they put it together and just, you know, um, be amazed at some of the craftsmanship on the cars, even if it's a car you don't really like, you know? And, um, yeah, I just, I just like look at like, I'm a truck guy. I like trucks. So for me, I was always keeping a look on truck and there's not enough trucks here. That's the only thing that I have a complaint about. I mean, there's, there's no, there's no C10s out there's here. There's a know? few They're They're, they're sprinkled here and there, but you're right. Yeah. It's, and it's definitely. So, uh, but for me, I was kind of keeping an eye on trucks, but I didn't really see any. Is there anything much. around the building? There's a couple, but not really my style, you know? Um, no bro dozers. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Yeah, uh, but yeah, there was a, a truck out there with lifted with 24s and rubber band knobbies. Oh, awesome. No, <laughs> Wait, let me try that again. Take two. Awesome. Yeah. No. It had a teal no. suspension. Yeah. yeah. Everything's painted white. Yeah. yeah, everything's painted white, even the calipers. Yeah. yeah, but no, there's some cool stuff out here for sure. Yeah. So it's cool because we missed the SEMA show. Yeah. So it's cool being able to come out here and a little see closer. some. A lot closer. Yeah, and you hear the kids. It's like yeah. SEMA light. Yeah, so there's it's it's neat coming out here. We're having a good time. Awesome. So let get get to you, the 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 meat of our whole thing. <laughs> Man, um your shop, you 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 dude, you do amazing work. Thank you. I, I didn't want to fanboy this, but man, I, I watch your stuff and like I told you earlier. I have touched myself so inappropriately to, <laughs> to, to your work. I'll say it's been weird because there's been shots of it with you in it, which conflicts me. So, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. it's a little, little gay, but it's okay. <laughs> so, it's, a, it's a lot actually when you get into it. Oh, uh, but no. Um, so how did you get started, man? Where, where did you, where did you pick up the trade? Didn't you watch the video? <laughs> well, I'm saying for our people who aren't listening. Nah, it. Yeah. So I can't, I can't have a spoiler in this. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, I, uh, I, I have, I actually have, my grandpa has his, his, uh, 32 here oh, and, right uh, yeah. So I was just showing Brad a, or Alex yeah, a picture yeah. of it. Um, so my grandpa's a hot rod builder and he's always has been. So when we were kids, um, we used to go to all these car shows. That's why it's kind of big for me to make sure I have the kids here because, uh, when I was a kid, we always went to all these shows, with my grandpa and it was my grandpa in the front, one of us kids in the seat in the front seat one of them in the back seat or in the rumble seat whatever you know and uh, we would always be coming to the car shows and so as i got older just spiked an interest in wanting to build cars kind of went a different direction i kind of went the lowrider stuff at really? first you know with the airbag trucks and all that stuff but um but yeah that's kind of where i started was with uh just with my grandpa you know being a big inspiration of mine and kind of wanting to build cars like he built cars and even though we never really like 
it's kind of funny because we kind of, I kind of went down that same path as building cars and stuff, but we never really like built anything together. Just kind of, yeah, still could, you know, yeah, you but, still could, right? But, still could. I don't know. It'd be cool if we did. Yeah, I've done things here house. and there for him, but he doesn't really build um, as much as he used to, you know. So a lot of a lot of stuff that he has always done all on his own, all his own paint work, everything. The last car he built, he kind of outsourced the stuff because where he lives, like he can't really paint in the garage anymore, and you know, with neighbors, and you know. Yeah. just the yeah. changes in the neighborhoods right. from all the many many years and yeah. but but yeah so for me i just kind of grew up around it and kind of went in a different direction with the lowrider stuff and then from there i kind of got into the off-road and i just went building off-road race cars and off-road buggies and jeeps and stuff and um the guys with the custom cars and stuff i've kind of always kind of pushed away because I kind of wanted to pursue the off-road stuff because I don't have like a big crew guy so I kind of have to be selective about what I do and uh, so what I did is uh, <coughs> I uh, this year we're we're full booked with just hot rods and customs so wow. yeah we're doing something different so yeah. different for me anyways and I've done all this stuff like I've done hot rods and stuff but it's been a long time so it'll be nice this year to be we'll be putting out some cars that are done you know, painted, done, upholstery, everything on the street from my shop that are is a street car, not an off-road car. <laughs> Very cool. So, yeah, so it's gonna it's a nice change of pace, you know. So I'm excited. So that's kind of what's cool for me to come out here. Yeah. I've been to one of these kind of shows in a while. Yeah. And uh, so it's cool coming out here and checking stuff out and getting inspired with certain stuff and you know. A little different than the off-road expo. Oh yeah, <laughs> same location, way different. Yeah, not not as many flat bills. <laughs> I can see everybody's eyebrows. It's pretty weird. Eyebrows, tops of ears, tops of ears. Yeah, you see tops of ears and people's eyebrows. It's pretty nice. <laughs> well, you got a, a couple of really cool projects going on in the shop right now. Can you talk about any of what you've got going on right now? Another top secret. Oh, sorry. Next question. <laughs> now we got the uh, we got the. Sixty-four. We have a Lincoln Continental. Um, that is, we're doing a Nelson's Racing Engines twin turboed motor in it, which, uh, according to them, we should be right about thirteen hundred horsepower. And uh, so that car, pretty much, we cut the whole floor out. We got rid of that nine million pound unibody system in it, and we did a full tube chassis that's still all welded in though. And then. Um, we're doing hydroshocks, so it's still on coilovers, but it can drop all the way to the ground. And uh, so when it raises up, no matter if it's two inches off the ground, four inches off the ground, it's right on a coil spring awesome. or coilover. And uh, with that car, we're doing 22s, but like 22 by 15s in the rear or 14s. So it's got a big meat in the back, you know. So we're doing something totally different with that car than you normally see with one of those Lincolns, yeah. you know. Yeah. I, I After we did decide to build that car, we did find another twin turbo Lincoln online. Oh no. I know, <laughs> but it's still not the same style. You yeah, know, yeah, like we're yeah. kind of going like kind of race car style, you know, right. with it. Um, so we've got that car that we're building. And then um, we have uh, doing some collaboration with my buddies that owns Wasp Automotive, the paint guy. And we're doing a, um, a uh, 53 Bel Air for hit for one of his customers so right now i'm doing the 
the chassis work and everything. Chassis is just about done. So bring the body over and do all the, I'm pretty much doing all the fabrication of that car and it's leaving. So I'm out doing final assembly and all that stuff on that. And we have a 65 uh, Mustang. We're just doing a full restoration on just a really nice street car, nothing crazy. And then um, the shop truck, yeah. the 65 C10. So that one I'm really excited about because I, it has been a long time since I've had a street car yeah, or street truck or whatever, you know, it's always been off-road stuff. So um, very, very excited about that truck. With that truck, what we're trying to do is we're gonna actually be kind of, I could have done like a full tube chassis, you know, right. but I want to keep the factory frame because we're gonna be designing like kind of bolt-on. So the front cross member and everything bolts on that truck. So we're actually gonna be designing a full cross member and arm assemblies uh, that bolt in that chassis and like frame boxing assemblies that people can weld in and new body mounts that will body drop the truck just flush with the frame and core support brackets and just I'm not trying to market that truck as a you know for our, some of our newer products we're going to be trying to put out because even though I haven't been in this this scene lately I have so much experience with all the fabrication and stuff and building street cars and everything so uh, I'm just excited to get into doing all this stuff you know i mean Very we cool. with me doing uh the lowrider stuff all the airbag trucks for so many years and um you know and then do, doing a lot i did a lot of nhra drag car stuff and uh and then just customs i did that stuff for a lot of years but i've taken a break on that stuff for a number of years so it's gonna be cool getting back into it Very <laughs> cool so gotta ask the typical Plain vanilla question. What was your first car? My very first car was a 1969 Volkswagen Bug. So you started with the Bug thing, huh? Yeah, I started with the Bug thing, and that's kind of what got me into the lowrider stuff is because I bought a piece of junk Volkswagen to build. So I bought it when I was in middle school. I bought it when I was in middle school, and then I wanted to build it myself. So I just started buying Hot DVW magazine and reading articles and I took it home and just when I was in middle school I started just tearing into it and like well I guess I'll figure it out you know <laughs> and um and yeah so when I got it to kind of a certain point where I kind of have everything mocked up I seen a bug that was on airbags all slammed I'm like man that's that's cool man I want to do that to mine so this guy I was doing some work with I was kind of working with him making money on the side just welding stuff his name is John he told me, he's like, hey, if you come help me, just bring your bug over. And on the weekends, I'll help you, you know, fab up this stuff and this yeah. and that. Actually, you know, that was actually before I knew how to weld because he was welding it for me. That was when I was okay. just helping him out yeah. in the shop. And uh, so on the weekends, we would just thrash on this bug. And I'd stay the night at his house and we just thrash on this thing on the weekends. And me and him both knew nothing about airbags just like oh i guess we're gonna bag his bug he built sprint cars you know so he's like what is this sack this rubber sack you know? <laughs> what is this thing and uh yeah we both didn't know and so we put all the bracketry in and kind of figured it out and bagged it and got it to lay and that was then that story got it all done all fab work i brought it home and started doing all body work and i finished it that car so all through high school i was building that car Cause I mean, I didn't make a lot of money, you know? Right. So all through high school, I 
was finishing it senior year i finished it and i got to drive it all senior year so it was pretty good payoff you know so, but through high school i drove a piece of junk mitsubishi montero okay <laughs> <laughs> while i was trying to finish my car i'd tell my friends I'm like dude you don't know how cool i am yeah. i have a cool car at home. yeah yeah just wait, wait. my I other car you I, wait. See it. I really didn't do. have I'm phones not you know and when i was in school I was like you just wait Come over. <laughs> My car's so cool. <laughs> I just I just wonder how, like, everybody always says, like, oh, man, it's like pot is like the gateway drug. As we're finding through the podcast, dude, it, I really think the gateway drug is either, like, Hot VW Magazine yep. or, for the most part, like, maybe, like, street trucks for a lot of guys. Yep. Mini trucking magazine. Yep. It's funny. That led so yeah. many people into yep. this thing. Well, that's what led me into the mini truck stuff is when I got my car done, I was like, we went to a couple Volkswagen shows. I was like, man, this is dumb, you know? <laughs> they're all the same. Yeah, they're all. You know? I'm like, I mean, how many Volkswagens can you look at? That's kind of what I was. Because I, yeah. I wasn't like a Volkswagen nut. I got a Volkswagen because they're cheap. Yeah. My dad built Volkswagen motors. You know, he was good at it. My brother had a bug, so I'm like, oh, I guess I'm getting a bug, you know? And so then we took it to the very first show I went to was a, uh, the Severed Ties mini truck show. And it was actually here. No doubt. It was just by the racetrack, just a small area. And uh, I won first place in Volkswagen class. Wow. But then that's when I saw these trucks, like, bagged and laid out. I'm like, dude, these trucks are bad, you know? So when my bug broke, because they all do. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I <clears throat> went and got a, a mini truck. I was telling Brad on the, when he interviewed me, it was really funny because uh, my stepdad's co-signed we went to Toyota. It was a new used, but it was still a new truck. Got a new truck, Toyota Tacoma. He told me he'd only buy it if I didn't lower it. <laughs> and I... Sure. Yeah, sure. Is that going to make you sign this paper? <laughs> but I knew. I was like, man, he's going to be pissed. <laughs> the trick then, I think, would be to lower it just incrementally. I did. Like, it's super small so increments. So, after I like, got truck for like a it. month, me and my buddy were like... We should pull leaf springs out the back. <laughs> Mono leaf it. <laughs> so we did. Pull leaf springs out. And then it was like the drive shaft was rubbing on the cross member. Uh, so I'm like, oh, just cut the cross member out. And before you know it, yeah. it just started yeah. butchering it up. It all snowballs from there. Yeah. Like, look, it still has a bed liner. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of the same thing. <laughs> but when it airs out, the bedliner just kind of bubbles up. <laughs> but Dude. yeah, so that's kind of where that all started. But yeah, Volkswagen was the first car. Man, so I, I know it's all been gone over. If you watch, when you see the video, but learning how to weld. Yeah. How did that come up? What, like, what, what was your what was your inspiration to learn, or was it you know was it a, I want to learn how to weld, or was it I need to learn how to weld because I'm working here, um, kind of thing? Well, you know my grandpa was a hard builder, but he still gas welded. He was old school. You oh wow! Know? So I remember seeing him like gas weld and stuff and arc weld. And that's kind of what I thought welding was. I didn't know a wire feed until I got a little bit older. My buddy John, I was talking about earlier, he built like mini sprint cars and stuff like that. And I actually used to hang out with him a lot when I was young because he lived down the street from me. And when I used to hang out with him, he he was a good MIG welder. He MIG welded everything. And I was like, man, I want to learn how to weld and then I can work for him, you know? So 
I kind of learned how to weld from him, MIG welding. And then I got my own little welder, little buzz box. And I just started messing around the garage and kind of started just doing all my own stuff then. But when it came to TIG welding, I mean, many years down the road, I want to learn how to TIG weld, but the people I knew that could TIG weld, I saw would see their welds. I'm like, ah, I don't really want them to teach me because <laughs> it doesn't look right. <laughs> so I actually went to school. I, I enrolled in uh, Victor Valley uh, College just for the TIG program. Oh, very cool. Yeah. So I took the TIG class there, which is really, really good. And uh, I caught on really fast. And before I was even done with the class, I ended up getting a job as a TIG welder at uh, Daytech Motorcycles. Oh, badass. Yeah, well, chopper frames and stuff like that. So, yeah, so I worked there for a few years, and and then uh, I got picked up by Rob, um, uh, building race cars and stuff. And it, that's where I kind of learned about all the pro street and NHRA drag racing stuff. I knew nothing about that stuff before I worked for Rob. Really? Yeah, so I worked for him. I already knew about off-road stuff because I was doing stuff for my cousin and, and you know, mis- miscellaneous jobs, but not a ton. I was still doing, like, the lowrider custom stuff. But I ran into Rob at Hiders uh, and Fasteners. Because uh, I, I worked at Daytech, they had a TIG welder. I didn't. I still had a mi- only a MIG welder. So they'd let me bring in, like, my four-link bars, my fuel cells, and I'd weld them at lunchtime. So I'd tack them all up at, in my garage, and I'd go to work. I'd work nights, and then I would tig weld all that stuff on my lunch break and after work and stuff oh, wait, cool so i remember one day i had the fuel cell in the bed of my truck and rob walked in he's like hey man did you weld that fuel tank in the bed of your truck it's like yeah he's like you want a job <laughs> i was like well i have a job right now but sure i'll come work part-time and that's what i did and then i got laid off at a day tech because the the yeah. motorcycle industry crashed. Yeah, it crashed. Yeah. When it crashed, it crashed. It crashed quickly. bad. It got quickly. so bad that it was like we had. I worked nights. We had at least, man, I'd say twenty welders, and it got down to just me and my supervisor. And I'm like, dude, they're gonna fire us because they're not gonna keep this whole place open just for us at night. And sure enough, they came in like, hey, either you guys need to switch to days or you're out of here. So I switched to days, but it was just a big nightmare. So I called Rob. I'm like, hey, man. Can I work full-time? He's like, heck yeah. So I went and worked for him full-time and learned a lot of stuff there about drag cars and all that. And I worked there for a long time. Yeah. 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 So I did my own thing in my garage and I worked for him. And uh, and then I moved on to, he got slow. And then I was building a, a, my very first King of Hammers car. Right before Ultra Floor, so this was in like 2008. I started that car, and like 2009 ish, something like that. I started working for uh, uh, Jeffrey's Racing, building like trophy trucks, class one cars and stuff. Badass. So yes. that was a cool job, and uh, he kind of picked me up because I was building my cousin Paul's King Hammer's car, and he saw that and stuff. And I was kind of looking for a job, and he's like, "Yeah, come work here." So I helped me and this guy Cody work there, and we kind of built their his like first trophy truck, and uh, we did that, and that was cool. And then after we got the truck done and stuff, I got pretty busy with my garage shop, and I was like, man, I should just do this full time, you know. Yep. So that's kind of what I did, and from there, I kind of just went full time, but I was working out of my house, and then 
few years later, I got the big shop in Asperia, and I was there for like six years. And then oh, now cool. I'm at my house again. I have a shop at my house now. Badass. Yeah. So. And you're working on now. Oh, yeah. You're working on like the coolest oh, yeah. of the cool stuff, though. I mean, you're going to trophy trucks. Yeah. Oh, oh dude. Yeah. Class one stuff. Yeah. King of Hammer stuff. That's heavy duty. Like, and that's full on abuse. Oh, yeah. Fabrication yeah. Yeah. And I've built. Yeah. You don't start off. You don't go down and say, like, well, I'll start off with the, yeah, the base model. Yeah. yeah. Trophy truck. Yeah. And the King of Hammer stuff, it's gotten out of control now. There's guys, these truck, these cars are more money than the trophy trucks now. I mean, these King of the Hammers cars, some of them, they got billet, aluminum portals, and I mean, they're just nuts. And these guys are spending half a million dollars on these things to take just to go beat them to beat it death. death. Now, a trophy truck, they run them, and bad day, they'll crash them and beat them up. But if you have a good race, I mean, the truck realistically isn't going to get beat to death. Right. You're guaranteed your Ultra 4 car is going to get beat to death. Going through King of Hammers, you yeah. know, it's just like that thing's gonna be chewed up. Destroyed. I mean, just beat to death. So, like, whenever I'm building those cars, I'm just like, man, it's just a shame. <laughs> <You know>? Like, <laughs> yeah. this beautiful bulkhead assembly on the bottom is just gonna get just chewed up, you know? It's just like, and you gotta think of those things when you're building those cars. Like, what is this car gonna hang up on? Where's my points? Is this is just gonna get caught up yeah. in the rocks? And, you know, so, but I've built, I think the last car I built for Chris Gardner owns Maximum transmissions uh and bow tie we built his car i think that was my number seven ultra four style rig i built so i built you know quite a bit of those big time cars just for one guy you know but um yeah they're cool man they are fabrication pigs so (laughs) (laughs) it's a lot of work for me you know yeah just to be in a you know pretty much a one-man show that lincoln's a fabrication pig too yeah but I think the payoff's a little greater because it's actually made to show off. The race cars are made to race, and if you're lucky, you can show it off. You and know? He's probably not going to climb a rock mountain with it either. Yeah, so, I yeah. don't think he is. Yeah, nah, probably not. <laughs> well, do you guys ever like? I always wonder if somebody measures like how much you know, instead of going. We have like X hours into this. If you go, well, this particular fabrication project has you know twenty nine point seven million kilowatt hours <laughs> yeah. into it. Yeah. You have you can't count it. Kilowatt. I couldn't imagine. Kilowatt. Yeah. Let me look at my electric meter yeah. here. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll run it through the formula. Yeah. Every day, just at. taking a picture of the meter. <laughs> yeah. These are your billable kilowatt hours. <laughs> yeah. That was gonna hurt. Yeah, I think on that last car, you know, when you're when you're building a car. You're, you're you're welding some of the parts because like when a tube lands in a corner like on the off-road stuff everything has to have focal points in the chassis so a lot of tubes are double notched to go into corners so that way the stress all kind of goes into one point you're not trying to break that bar just out another bar that's in the corners so a lot of it's welded underneath once you put the next bar in you know so once you get that all done there is a lot of it's welded but you can't see it. it's all underneath tubes but I think I had, I'm pretty sure I had like 250 hours into TIG welding that chassis. Like the arms, axle housings, chassis. I just was welding for weeks. Just was terrible. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, those things just are crazy. You know how much welding, burning through gas and rod like crazy, you know. But nuts. Yeah, there's definitely way more. It's funny because the hot rod stuff, 
there's a, you know, there's a good amount of fabrication on it, but there's way more sheet metal fabrication and the hot rod industry, you know, yeah. with build like these kind of cars, you know, if you have to build a fender yeah. or, you know, panels and they got to line up, they got to look like the factory panel. When you're building an off-road car, you're building a body for it. There's nothing you're trying to match. So something doesn't really work out too well. Like, well, I'll make it work. <laughs> you know, I'll yeah, just make the other side like that. Yeah. Hoping though, those like those, you know, the fiberglass fenders fit just somewhat close <laughs> to whatever the door is or the hood or whatever you got. Yeah. Well, with like cars like we do, the Ultra don't, Ford, don't have any they're all open wheeled cars. So they're buggies. So yeah, it's better. like, uh, really, if guys do really nice tin, it's like hood dash. Everything else is nice flat panels because they get beat up and i mean i would you... do it just to leave the carnage behind you know there's nowhere i was it's like where, where did he finally go off the trail and wind up on the roof you can just find it, the scattering of body parts and yeah. little fragments of they it call it yeah. a yard sale yeah. <laughs> yeah that's true but yeah so that's pretty much uh that so if you could did you have a personal project right now yeah the c10 the, badass uh, yeah that's the it's like the shop truck, but yeah, that's my personal project. Um, is that it's? I'm building it to sell it. Okay. Um, so we'll see how that works. Hey, out. take note. Yeah, <laughs> building it to sell it. <laughs> yeah, but if it doesn't sell, I guess I'm keeping it. <laughs> Darn it. So, yeah, but uh, yeah. So that thing, I've always kind of wanted to be able to like build a cool car, play with it for a little bit, sell it, and then you get funded to build your next kind of car, build it, kind of play with it, sell it. So that's kind of what I was going to do here. I have a really cool, I have a, I have a first gen a Dodge. It's a 75, but I bought a 61 uh, crew cab Dodge. I was going to build an off-road truck, like a really nice luxurious pre-runner truck and try and sell it, but I can't even afford to build it. So, <laughs> so I'm going to go with a street truck, even though it's, you know, still yeah. a lot of money. Yeah. It's a lot more feasible. <laughs> Yeah. to build something like that for me time-wise and money-wise so but then i can you know bring it down to this kind of stuff and yeah you can drive it on the street and everything have fun with it yeah awesome yeah you sneeze too yeah it's been happening i think whatever whatever chemical they make our carpet out of is finally leaching up. acetate <laughs> You're going to walk out of here, the soles of your shoes are going to be gone. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> man, so I can't thank you enough for coming on, yeah, man. Hey, yeah. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Thanks yeah, for being so, here. Thank you again for the help. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. No big God, big dude. Help. Yeah, no problem. I, I, Anytime you guys need something, let me know. Just to get an idea what, what, what the game plan is. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. really cool booth. Yeah, really cool. Turned out really neat. Yeah. Thank you. Especially the bricks. Yeah, everybody likes the bricks. The bricks are yeah. cool. It was a great touch. You know, I saw, I don't know, I forget what the name of the shop is. But they have, uh, I think they're in building, I think they're in building four. I don't remember. They got a neat booth. You know what they did on their backdrop? They have, you know, quite a bit of spaces. They hung big pictures of inside their shop. Yeah, it looks really cool. Dude. Like they, like one of the pictures like, I don't know, just like picture of like one of our big sheet metal tools. Those cars in the background, like just air, different areas in their shop, and oh, yeah. that's all their backdrops. That's cool. It's really cool. I was like, dang, that's that's clever. Yeah, I like that yeah. one. Clever. 
I was like, man, it's probably expensive print. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Mike. Yes. Thank you so much, man. Seriously. Yeah, you too. It was a good day, man. Yeah, we'll see you. Thanks again for listening. And be sure to keep up with us gearheads over on our website at www.round6pod.com. And if you'd like to, we invite you to follow along with us over on Facebook, Instagram, and be sure to check out all of our latest videos on YouTube.com. Big thanks once again to our sponsor, Trailer Tug. Please visit them at TrailerTug.com and learn more about the world's strongest trailer dolly. Our listeners receive 10% off their order when they use the discount code ROUND6 at checkout or when calling their order in. If you're looking for a way to easily pull and steer your motorcycle, jet ski, race, utility, horse, boat, camping, or travel trailer, uh, man, th- this is definitely the thing you're looking for. Uh, featuring an all-steel powder-coated frame, uh, eight-inch by two-inch all-metal hubs with bearings, and easy-roll urethane tread. Y- you've got to see one of these things to believe it. TrailerTug.com. <laughs>